Great afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Take Your Power Back Book Readings. My name is Annie B. We are up to Chapter 9 in Jenny Allen's Get Out of Your Head. This book has been amazing, you guys. It's been a while since I've been on here. And really, this was spur of the moment. My son just fell asleep. I said, you know what? It's a great opportunity for me to get on this <laughs> podcast and continue recording this book. You know, I don't like to start something and not finish. Although I must say in my life that that has happened a lot of times. I've started a lot of things that I have left uncompleted, but I would really love to finish this book. We're up to chapter nine. I'm on page 108 at the bottom, worried about many things. If you need to catch up on previous chapters, please go ahead and do so. You can just listen in if you don't have the book or you can read along if you have the book. But Jenny Allen has been bringing us through those many dark thoughts that we experience that a lot of us don't talk about. Those feelings of unworthiness, those feelings of emptiness, those feelings of not being loved, those feelings of rejection, all the lies that we tell ourselves over time, those lies that pretty much depict what next steps we're going to take in our lives. Because a lot of us are making decisions based off of the lies that we tell ourselves. We're not living to our fullest potential because we don't believe that we can do the things that we definitely want to do. We don't believe that we can stretch further. And Jenny Allen's amazing book lets us know that we have a choice. God created us all to be amazing, excellent, great people. We all have the potential to to thrive. We all have the potential to to lead. And I love that Jenny Allen's book allows us to realize that we have a choice. Times get rough. You know, right now I'm going through a lot of emotions within myself. And I just continue to turn to God. It gets real rough. It gets real dark in there. You know, so I need God to lean on. I need God Jehovah to lean on in every aspect and area of my life, y'all. And I was not always this way. If you guys haven't, if this is your first um, podcast on Take Your Power Back book readings, then you don't know that before I was letting everybody know I was an atheist. That's the truth. I told anybody with ears that I was an atheist, that I didn't believe in God. And really, it's not because... I didn't really believe in God. I just felt like if there was a God, then I wouldn't be going through the struggles that I was going through. You know, I wouldn't be going through the through the darkness that I've experienced in my life, all those really horrible emotions of disliking myself. And then in turn, felt like people disliked me. And it didn't just come from just myself. You know, I had a... Um, uh, what I would consider a rough upbringing where, you know, the emotions weren't discussed and, you know, there was abuse in the household, you know, emotionally and physically. So because of that, me, myself, personally, I grew up with a lack of confidence. I grew up not really trusting or trusting in my abilities, believing in my abilities. And then there were things in my life that happened that pretty much amplified those feelings of not being capable so many of us experience that, whether it's in our relationships, um, parents, friends, sometimes we come across things that make us feel like we are incapable of living the life that we are truly meant to live. And I feel like through seeking God, Jehovah, although it's been rough, this spiritual journey has been rough, it's been rocky, you know, I, I, I still feel this internal joy. I still have this, this spirit alive in me that's willing, that's unwilling to give up. I have the spirit alive in me that's still willing to figure things out. And that is so many of us. We haven't given up. That's why you're on this podcast now, because you have not given up. Jenny Allen, no, Jenny, Jenny Allen y'all, excuse me, <laughs> lets us know that we have a choice. And that's so powerful to know. You know, every thought that comes into your head, every time you sin, we have a choice. We have a choice. We have the choice to show ourselves compassion when we fall short because we all fall short. You know, we, we, we're all sinners. We all, we're all going to sin. 
but to have compassion for ourselves and to keep trying every day that that's that's takes a lot of power to do that to have compassion for yourself you know i'm somebody where you know things start getting hard i start to talk so nasty to myself in my head you know i start to put myself down in my head and i think so many of us experience that and it's important to know that you have a choice even the feelings that you feel you have a choice the thoughts that you think you have a choice and that choice um, of positivity and joy you know and life and love can come from god if you believe you know so all right let's get into this book it's been four minutes in i've been jabbering away we're on page 108 taking down the enemies of our minds worried about many things how many of us are dragging through our days, weighed down by anxiety? Many of us find our thoughts circling around problematic circumstances or people. For others of us, anxiety has become the soundtrack of our days. So familiar, we hardly notice it playing in the background of every scene. Please know that I'm talking here about thought patterns, not about anxiety that is rooted in our body's chemistry, and for which I urge you to seek professional help if this is your situation. The enemy has ensnared us with two little words, what if. With those two little words, he sets our imaginations whirling, spinning tales of the doom that lurks ahead. But our tool for defeating what if is not surprisingly found in two words, because God. Because God clothes the lilies of the field and feeds the birds of the air, we don't need to be anxious about tomorrow. Because God has poured his love into our hearts, our hope will not be put to shame. Because God chose us to be saved by his strength, we can stand firm in our faith no matter what the day holds. Freedom begins when we notice what is, what it is that is binding us. Then we can interrupt it with the truth. Anxiety says, what if? What if I get too close to this person and she manipulates me like the last friend I trusted? What if my spouse cheats on me? What if my children die tragically? What if my boss decides I'm expendable? What if? What if? Certainly, there are healthy levels of anxiety that signal our brains to be afraid of the things that are truly worth being afraid of, like a bear in the woods or oncoming traffic when we cross the street. As an editor from Medical News Today noted, it is when this life-saving mechanism is triggered at inappropriate times or gets stuck in the position that becomes a problem. The type of anxiety that sends our thoughts spiraling is when our emotional reaction to scary things goes beyond rational to illogical because our brain's fear networks are in overdrive. Y'all, I've experienced this. When my, my what-ifs become so irrational that I'm no longer moving in a positive direction. I'm stuck in a negative spiraling downward pattern. How often does that happen? That happens to me so often. You know, I get stuck often and I have to pray and pray and pray to come out of those emotional um, bouts because it, I'm someone who it has happened to me over and time and time again in my life where I, I would allow anxiety to control my movements. And, you know, as I lean more into God, you know, and continue to grow my relationship with God, Jehovah, and continue to learn more about Jesus Christ, I pray that those emotional bouts become less. Because my um, knowledge of God is becoming greater, right? I'm on page 110. We keep finding new concerns to worry about and new facets to each concern. As if by constant stewing, we can prepare ourselves for what's to come. We experience palatable physical responses to things that we are not real threats. To things that are not real threats. And our future tense fears are leaving us bound up with tight chests, unable to relax or be present. 
utterly forgetting that there is a God who will give us what we need today, next week, and 20 years from now, even if our very worst nightmares come true. We are what ifing ourselves to death. But there is a better way because we have a choice. The lie? I cannot trust God to take care of my tomorrows. The truth? God is in control of every day of my life. The very hairs on your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I choose to surrender my fears to God. We have a choice. Okay, I'm on page 112. What is real? Paul knew we would spiral, so he told us to replace the lies with something surprising. In Philippines 4, he wrote, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I love that, you know, replacing your negative thoughts with positive thoughts so far for me has been uh, productive, has been beneficial to my emotional state. And I I never would have thought it could be, not that it's simple, but in a way it's kind of simple. You know, you have to just be conscious about your thoughts day in and day out. And though that's not always easy, I don't think a lot of people want to do that. I think a lot of people feel like it's too much work. I have felt like it's too much work. Sometimes I still feel like it's too much work, if I can be honest, right? But I'm willing to change because I feel like I must. I feel like I must change for God. I feel like I must change to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I feel like I must change to enter the, into the kingdom of heaven. And that is what where I want to be, you know. Um, and yeah. <laughs> because of that, I have to keep, you know, remaining conscious of my thoughts because the devil is a liar, y'all. That's not just a saying, it's the truth. The devil will put thoughts into your head that keep you going down a downward toxic spiral. That's not where we want to be. We want to be where the truth is, where Jesus Christ is, where God Jehovah is. So let me keep reading. First, I want you to see what he called us to. It's not just a suggestion, but a clear instruction. Do not be anxious about anything. Anything? anything. How could Paul say that? Does God really command this of us? Well, Paul had plenty to be anxious about. When he wrote those words, you may remember, he was locked in prison with a death sentence on his head. Paul meant what he wrote. He meant it for one simple reason. This earth is not our home and our home in heaven is secure. So if death is not to be feared, what exactly do we have to be scared of? God's promises gives us ultimate hope in absolutely every circumstance. He meets every need. He will resolve in the end every problem we may face here on earth. Paul wrote confidently on this truth. And then he gave us clear guidance for ridding ourselves of anxious thoughts. Choose to be grateful. Choose to think about what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. For just a moment, let's zero in on one of those replacement thoughts. Whatever is true, think about such things. What gets most of us in trouble isn't even real fears. 
We worry about things that may never happen. In fact, research shows that 97% of what you worry over is not much more than a fearful mind punishing you with exaggerations and misperceptions. misperceptions. My sister Katie is a six on the anagram, a modern personality typing system with centuries old roots. And she constantly cracks me up because about 50% of our conversations center on hypothetical scenarios. On the Enneagram, I am a seven. What this means for Katie and me is that while she is forever figuring out how things could go wrong, I'm fixated on all that could go right. I dare say it's easier for someone of my type to follow Paul's instructions here. Still, regardless of personality, God has called us to hope, to joy, to to perseverance, to think on what is true. In the Gospel of John, we find an incredible description of the enemy. Jesus was frustrated because there were all kinds of confusion around what he was doing and why. He said to those arguing against him, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is, be- it is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Mind you, I did not read this chapter. I mean, I did not read this part of the book yet. As I've been reading with you guys, I have not read any of the... I read it with you guys, basically. And what did I say in the beginning of this? The devil is a liar. Here goes Jenny Allen again, reminding us with Jesus Christ's own words. For he is a liar and the father of lies. And that is why in this book, Jenny Allen keeps reminding us, even Paul in the Bible wrote it himself, to focus on what is true. Because the devil will implant lies in your head. He knows what triggers you. Every day he knows what triggers you. He knows what gets you angry. He knows what gets you hot-headed. He knows what brings about that anxiety that you have. He knows what brings about those feelings of not being capable. He knows what brings about those feelings of not being able to thrive. Right? So many of us are stuck not knowing how to thrive. Can we thrive? Am I worthy of even trying to thrive? Do I even have the potential to do the things that I see others doing? The devil will put all types of thoughts into your head to keep you stuck. And the more you focus on the truth, the more you focus on God, the more you break those chains, the more you break those chains and those lies that the devil tries to trap us with. I'm on page 114. Truth is the most powerful weapon we have against the enemy who is a liar and the father of lies. So we fight the enemy with whatever is true, meaning whatever is real. Take a look at the tool on the facing page. If you have the book, she has um, a tool on this side. I'm going to assume it's an exercise. Take one of the anxious thoughts you have running around in the head of yours and write it down. What's the thought? Write down that thought, you guys. Now diagnose the thought. Is it true? Take it one step further and consider, what does God say about this thought? To answer that question, you consult scripture and you do that with trusted people in your community. You say, here's this thought and what does God say about it? What is the truth? Then you have to make a choice. Will you believe God or believe the lie? That's powerful. Every day I'm faced with that. Every day I'm faced with, am I capable of doing the work that I feel God, Jehovah, has set for me to do? Some days I don't feel capable. 
And I have to turn to him. I have to turn to the Bible, turn to his word to start believing I am capable again. And it hurts. It hurts to experience that um, on a regular basis, you know, questioning your abilities. You know, some of us don't think about it, but some of us live, live our lives as if we're questioning our abilities because we have not even attempted to thrive, some of us. You know, I've been there. Sometimes I am there. You know, but glory to God for all the progress that I have made in my life to be able to even be able to come on here on this podcast today. You know, I've broken out of so many of my anxieties that sometimes I even shock myself. Okay, (laughs) I was even unable to share. I shared with my family, but anybody outside of that, I I was really hard pressed to, to start sharing. Honestly, I really didn't want to talk to people. And if you've been keeping up with my podcast, then you know that about me already. Okay, so let me keep reading. I think most of us are probably good at finding the thought, recognizing it is a lie, and even knowing what the truth is. But we fail on the last step. We keep believing the lie, acting on it. There we go. Letting the what if stir our thoughts into a frenzy. That's what I was talking about right there. Sometimes we know it's a lie, but we believe it. Now I get I get trapped in that sometimes. And like I said, the way I come out is through seeking God. You know, and I'm finding myself needing to seek him more and more and wanting to seek him more and more because my life feels incomplete without knowing more about God, knowing what he wants from me. I truly desire to know what God Jehovah wants from me, Annie B. You know, how many of you guys feel that way? You could use the tools on this podcast, by the way, to talk to me. You can leave me messages and things of that nature. I would absolutely love that. So please feel free. Okay, so. What I realized in emerging from my 18-month spiral of doubt was that I had to go to war. I had to read God's word and find every weapon available to fight it. Amen. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Don't you know that Paul had to do this while imprisoned? He had to fight for belief. To me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. Yes, faith is a gift, but it is hard one gift at times. Paul wrote honestly of how God met him in his struggle. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. His power is made perfect in weakness. Where you are weak, that's where God can shine. And you call on him and you continue to call on him. Petition every day. If you have to do that more than once in a day, feel free. God wants to hear from you. God wants you to call on him where you are weak so he can show. So he can show you that the devil is a liar. God has to prove time and time again that the devil is a liar. But the only way that he can prove that is if we continue to seek him. That is the truth. I was deeply comforted by that. It reassured me that my own fight for faith is a work in progress. I can keep teaching the Bible. I can can continue to lead IF and I continue to take my kids to church because God is real. My feelings are based largely not on what is real, but on made up narratives in my head. What is real? God is real. He is not going anywhere. Even if my mind jumps to all kinds of dark places, I can't rely on my thoughts or feelings to hold my faith in place. God holds my faith in place. But what do I do? The woman standing before me was reeling with anxiety. 
Her teenage daughter was making some seriously poor decisions in life, and this mama's heart was breaking into a thousand pieces. With tears in her eyes, she looked at me and asked, Jenny, what do I do? What do I do? I've heard countless women ask this question. Women facing all sorts of challenges, cheating husbands and deliberating addictions and failed financial ventures and wayward kids and devastating diagnosis and, and, and. Each time after they explain what has been trying their patience and tempting their hearts and tripping them up, they ask the same question. What do I do? I choose to trust God. What they're wondering is, what should they do to fix the situation or to fix their perspective or to keep pain and suffering at bay? Or if none of those things are a possibility, they want me to tell them how in the world they keep moving forward without giving in to desperation and despair. What do we do? We confront our thoughts. We tear down strongholds by the power of God. We figure out if we are believing something untrue or unreal about God or ourselves. And we go to battle there. Psst. Let me tell you the greatest news. You are not God. You are not omniscient. When we allow our thoughts to spin out of control with worry and fear, either consciously or unconsciously, we will try to elbow our way into the all-knowing role that only God can play. Y'all, she's speaking to me right now. Sometimes we're trying to control too much of our lives and not allowing God to take control. Sometimes we are not letting go and letting God. Sometimes we think we can fix every situation when that's not the case. Only God can fix that situation for you. You ever wonder why you keep going through the same thing over and over and over and over? And then you come to a point where I cannot do this on my own. I cannot survive this on my own. I need God because I've been going through this since I was a child. I've been lacking confidence since I was a child. So I cannot do this alone. I've been feeling incapable since I was a child. Perhaps some of us have wanted to kill ourselves for a long time. I've been there. I have been there when I've been in so much despair that I no longer wanted to live. One of my one of my really good friends wrote me the other day about um, Megan Sparkle. I hope I'm saying her name right, y'all. I'm, <laughs> I butcher everyone's name. And, you know, she spoke about how sad it was that she wanted to kill, her, kill herself. And what the, the whole time, all I was thinking is there's so many people surrounded by us that have wanted to kill themselves. You know, she's talking to me, someone who also wanted to do that to themselves, but she doesn't know it. You know, she doesn't know it. A lot of us don't know what the people closest to us have suffered from or continue to suffer from. You know, and they just reach a point in so many of our lives where we have to turn to God because we realize we've been suffering through the same pain, suffering in the same situation time and time again. And when your life is showing you that, when your life is showing you a, a repetition of pain in the same areas of your life, Who else can fix it other than God? So let me keep reading. All right, (laughs) y'all. I had lost where I was. Okay. When we allow our thoughts to spin out of control with worry and fear, either consciously or unconsciously, we try to elbow our way into the all-knowing role that only God can play. We forget that it's actually good news that he is in control and we are not. You and I may have many gifts and talents, but being God is not one of them. 
Now, this is easier preached and harder lived, but that's why we are going to stick together and steep in God's word. Change is difficult and may come slowly. After all, our fears arise from ingrained thoughts and entangled sins. But because we have been made new creations, we have the Spirit's power to make the choice for truth. Changing our minds is possible. When you recognize the lie resting heavily on your shoulders, you can take off that suffocated coat and set it aside. What fear-filled thought is Satan using to suffocate your faith? Name it. Say its name. I'm afraid that I won't be able to withstand whatever the future might hold. I choose to believe God will not allow me to be tempted beyond what I can endure and will always give me the strength to overcome temptation. I'm afraid that everyone will abandon me. I choose to believe God has promised not to leave me and he always keeps his promises. I'm afraid of losing everything and everyone I love. I choose to believe God will sustain me in my brightest moments of victory and my darkest moments of suffering. I'm afraid of being found out. I choose to believe God knows every thought before I think it and loves me still. I'm afraid that I'm really not capable of doing this job. I choose to believe God has given me everything I need to live a godly life. I'm afraid of being rejected. I choose to believe God has accepted me as his child and will never leave me. I am afraid I'm not, of not living up to their expectations. I choose to believe God wants me to seek his approval only and release the pressure to please people. I'm afraid of failing miserably for everyone to see. I choose to believe God specializes in taking weaknesses and using it for his glory. Amen. Y'all, this hits me so deep. This hits me so deep. Because so often we feel weak. So often we don't feel like we're capable of taking things to the next level of our lives. We're, we're ready to get on to chapter two, but we're stuck in chapter one. And the more we believe that God can pull us, pull us from our weakness, the stronger we feel, the stronger God allows us to feel the more we allow him to seep into our hearts and use his power to change our weaknesses, to uplift us, to guide us and direct us into that godly life, into a life where we feel that internal joy, that internal happiness. I want that. Every day I want that. Every day I want God in my heart. Every day I want God all around me, reminding me that he is there with me. You know, recently I felt rejected. Recently I've been rejected. You know, and it hurts. It hurts. You know, my love language is words of affirmations. So when I am rejected, it cuts and it hurts so deep. It hurts me so deeply, you know, and I have to remind myself that God is with me. No matter who rejects me, no matter who, no matter who may look down on me, no matter who doesn't believe in me, God does. God Almighty, our creator, that's more powerful than any human being here. You know, and I have to keep reminding myself of that, you know, and I cry just now because this really hits so hard for me. You know, sometimes I feel like I could have wrote this book. <laughs> so let me keep going. I'm on page 119. This is how we fight the spiral. We pull the thoughts out of our heads and we steal all their power, then replace them with what is true. Anxious for nothing. My friend Jackie has tried to get pregnant for five years. 
The ache in her soul has been nearly unbearable. I was with her not long ago, and her despair had grown so intense that she was losing all hope in life and God and in his good and perfect gifts. She looked at me as if to say, what if he passes over me? What if my dreams don't come true? As we talked with a whole herd of people she loved surrounding her, woman after woman loaned Jackie her faith. They weren't believing God on Jackie's behalf for a child to show up in her womb. They were believing God on Jackie's behalf, regardless of what may come. She left our time together glowing and hopeful, eyes set on trying some new challenges and embracing a world that may not contain a child in her womb. Because God is good and perfect, even when life is not, and she is choosing to believe he is in control. There are no promises that our worst fears won't come true. Sometimes they do, but even then God remains our unfailing hope. Cancer can come against us, yet by God's power it will not win, at least not in the end. A spouse may be unfaithful, yet by God's power, infidelity won't define our lives. Financial crisis can come against us, yet by God's power, we can move forward. Disillusionment and doubt can come against us, yet by God's power, they won't have the last word. My sister-in-law, Ashley, reads Corey Tan Boom's book, The Hiding Place, every year. She says it reminds her that no matter what the coming months hold for her and her family, God is enough. Recently, as I confided in her, some of my fears about one of my kids, she reminded me of this story Corey told in the book. Father sat down on the edge of the narrow bed, Corey. He began gently, when you and I go to Amsterdam, when do I give you your ticket? I sniffed a few times considering this. Why? Just before we get on the train. Exactly. And our wise father in heaven knows where we're going to need things too. Don't run out ahead of him, Corey. When the time comes that some of us will have to die, you will look into your heart and find the strength you need just in time. We always have exactly what we need when we need it. Do we believe that? If we believe we have a choice to trust instead of fear, then how will choosing to trust cause us to live? We will live in what is true of us, which is that we have the mind of Christ. Paul declared this to be true in Philippines 2.5. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So what do we do when we start to spin? We do the work. We risk telling someone if, we're, if what we're worrying about sounds silly. We actively choose to close the curtain on fearful, untrue thoughts. We remind ourselves who God is and we cast our anxieties on him. You may have to do this a hundred times a day. And we claim the peace of God as our promise. You know what I love? I love the idea of alignment. Feeling something and then God urging me to read this book it wasn't me, y'all. I know it wasn't me because I've been in one of those kind of moods where I'm so unsure. I get trapped in these unsure moments because doing everything publicly is very new for me. I've been hiding for many years of my life, you know, sheltering myself from everybody so that I can control how I feel about myself. Although I still had no control about how I felt about myself, you know, so <laughs> I know it was God urging me to pick up this book. And that's why everything I said in the beginning, before I even started reading, is aligning with the book. Because he knows what I needed to read. He knows what I needed to see. It came right on time. Right on time. God is always on time. You have to believe that. We're always going to face trials and tribulations. There are always going to be trials and tribulations. Because we're of the world where the devil is, is controlling a lot of the things in this world. Con trying to control our thoughts. That's why we have to put our faith into God, Jehovah. 
Every day, God is trying to prove that the devil is a liar. The only way he could do that is if we believe, if we believe in him, if we have faith in him. But like Jenny Allen says, sometimes we choose to believe the lie. So like she said, you may have to do this a hundred times a day where you are changing your thoughts to positive thoughts. But that is the only way to transform your mind. That is how you transform your mind from a toxic spiraling mind to one that is of what God truly believes. And it takes work. It takes work. You have to want it. You have to want it and then take the action steps to get it. Okay, let me keep going. I'm on page 121. After my recent Sunday evening bout with anxiety, I phoned a friend. Callie listened as I said it all. Even the last 2% that made me feel ashamed. And then she laughed a little and said, Okay, Jenny, that is a lie from the devil. And you are not going to let this paralyze you anymore. She fought for me. And when I couldn't pull myself out, she lifted me out. Friend, I want to do the same for you. Please hear me. No matter how your life looks today, no matter what tomorrow holds, God does, God does care for us. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. O oh, we of little faith. We are seen and cared for, and there is nothing to fear because God has us. I always say this in my home. Have no fear. God is here. Have no fear. God is here. <laughs> I really sing that in the house. I really do. It's just a tune that came into my head and I love it. And I sing it to myself. I do have no fear. God is here. If I don't look out for myself, who will? Nothing is as good as it seems. If I've learned anything. It's that you should never trust what people say. If I don't keep my guard up, I'll get taken advantage of. Don't get your hopes up. You'll just be setting yourself up for fall. Belief is for fools. I'm fine. I don't need help from anything or anyone. I've thought all of these thoughts before. I've always felt like I've had to do everything alone. You know, I've always felt like I didn't have anyone's backing. I've always felt like anytime... I would go to ask people for anything. I would often tell myself, why? Why, Annie? They're going to reject you anyways. You know, I love that she ends. Uh, so far, I think every chapter kind of ends with those negative thoughts that we have. And then she goes into the chapter with the new chapter with how to combat those thoughts. I love that. That's what I love about this book. We are on chapter 11. Yay. We are finally on chapter 11. Um, I'm going to continue to pray to God that I keep up with my readings you guys are getting me the whole honest me you know i am imperfect i'm learning and growing in my spirituality god is teaching me you know i feel like he is teaching me in baby steps and you guys will be getting that you guys will be getting the truth from me on my podcast you guys will be getting you know updates from me on where i am spiritually and what what i'm what emotions i'm dealing with myself and yeah, you guys, we're on chapter 11. I'm happy to be back onto the podcast podcast for Take Your Power Back book readings. You know, it's so necessary for us to all start taking our power back. It's so easy to give our power away to those who have rejected us, to the world even, you know, to society. And I think it's such a powerful thing to learn how to take your power back, how to regain control of your thoughts through God, through seeking God Jehovah. 
through learning about Jesus Christ. All these things have been necessary for my growth, for my self-development. And Jenny Allen mentioned something. She said, don't go ahead of him. There have been times where I have done that. I've tried to go too fast in my business, too fast in my self-development. And God will remind me, even if it's with a kid cartoon, he will remind me, don't be an impatient caterpillar. Your time to blossom like that butterfly, your time to blossom like an orchid will come. But continue to learn, continue to build genuinely. Don't rush it. We're valuable. We don't need to be rushed. God takes his time with those that things that he values and he values us. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling incapable, continue to seek God, continue to pray on it. Honestly, bring those dark, deep emotions out and pray about them honestly so that God may help you understand that it will not happen overnight. You have to continuously work and your faith and your commitment will be tested because trials and tribulations will come. Will you lose faith? Sometimes we do lose faith. But God has the power to bring it back. Sometimes we do lose the ability to be to be happy. To have good to have positive perceptions regardless of our outwardly circumstances, but God has the power to change all of that. And that's what we must believe. We must believe that God Jehovah has the power to help us change change for the betterment of ourselves and for others. I wanted to serve you guys today and I hope that I have done that. I hope that I have served you. I hope that in some way I have helped in any way. This is an, an amazing book. Get out of your head. And I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. I definitely am. I hope you guys can um, forgive me for the break that I took. It's been a few weeks since I've been on here. And yeah, uh, let me know, contact me in the messages. Definitely let me know how you enjoyed this chapter. Let me know what you could relate to, what you took from it and know that God is with you. God is always with you. He's always with you. Just talk to him, pray to him, read your Bible. If you, if you feel funny reading the Bible, because I know I did, I felt like God, I, I don't understand what is being said in this here scripture. <laughs> I felt that way many times. And so I have a Bible study teacher. She helps me to um, better understand the context that I am reading. And because of because I'm allowing someone to help me in this area of weakness, I am getting better at reading Bible scriptures on my own and gaining the um the you know proper knowledge and what I'm supposed to take from it. So yes, seek God, you guys. Seek him. Don't feel foolish for it. I'm saying that because I did at first, because like I told y'all, I was telling everybody I was an atheist um, growing up. So <laughs> yeah, continue to have faith. I pray that all of you are doing well. I pray for your families. I pray that God continues to guide us and direct us in our lives so that we may uh, live godly lives so that he may build up our confidence to do the work that he has for us to do. I pray that God continues to let us know that we all have a purpose and I can hope and pray that he continues to guide us in our weakness and to show his power where we are weak. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love you all.